鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎您收听轻松调频美文阅读 Morse Read。我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文、学英语。More to read， 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote。A successful person is one who can lay a firm foundation with the bricks that others throw at him or her. David Brinkley， 一个成功者懂得将别人投掷过来的石头当做砖块来建造牢固的地基。戴维·布林克利戴维·布林克利是美国著名的电视记者和主持人，他于1920年出生于北卡罗来纳州 ，2003 年去世。在五兄妹中，他排行第五，八岁丧父，从小比较孤独，看书成为他唯一的精神寄托。中学时代，他是军乐队、校刊和英语俱乐部的活跃分子，喜爱写作，并向当地的晨报投稿。1939年至1941年。布林克利作为特殊学生，在北卡罗来纳大学攻读英语。二次大战期间，在陆军后勤部队服役。在此期间，他也是北卡罗来纳州威尔明顿明星新闻报的记者。1941至1943年，他在合众社当记者。1943至1951年，任美国全国广播公司电视台的新闻撰稿人和广播员。1951年至1981年，他是美国全国广播公司驻华盛顿记者。从1981年起，直到他1997年退休，布林克利一直在美国广播公司担任《This Week》本周节目的主持人。A successful person is one who can lay a firm foundation with the bricks that others throw at him or her. David Brinkley. 一个成功者懂得将别人投掷过来的石头当做砖块来建造牢固的地基。戴维·布林克利。Emerson. If the red slayer think he slays, or if the slain think he is slain, they know not well the subtle ways. I keep, and pass, and turn again, far or forgot.
to me is near. Shadow and sunlight are the same. The vanished gods to me appear, and one to me are shame and fame. They reckon ill who leave me out. When me they fly, I am the wings, I am the doubter and the doubt. I am the hymn the Brahmin sings. The strong gods pine for my abode, and pine in vain the sacred seven. But thou, meek lover of the good, find me and turn thy back on heaven. Fantian 对我是亲近，阴影和阳光对我完全相同。那些消失的诸神为我显现，耻辱对我来说也就是名声。那些远离我的人，一定迷失了方向。他们飞翔时，我是他们的翅膀，我是怀疑者。也是那怀疑本身。我是赞歌，也是那正在歌唱的婆罗门。那些强大的众神渴慕我的住所，七大神也徒劳的把我向往。可你这谦卑的敬爱者是最好的。找到我，你也就返回了天堂。刚才听到的这首诗歌《Brahma》梵天，出自美国著名作家拉尔夫·沃尔多·艾默生。英文版本由Mark 他的人本主义思想和自立主张对美国人民和美国历史的发展有着深远影响。林肯曾高度赞扬他的思想，称他是美国精神的先知，美国的孔子。艾默生的著作大多是散文，其散文写作非常有特色。文章注重思想内容而
，另两位是护持神毗湿奴和湿婆神。他是宇宙最高的永恒的实体或精神，世界万象不仅皆属梵天所创，而且只有梵天是实，其他一切皆为虚幻。在这首诗歌的开头，诗人告诉读者，他们对生命的看法是错误的。任何杀戮之人或被杀之人，都不明白创造之神梵天是如何运作的。诗人想象着梵天如何微妙而毫不费力地穿过这个世界，并往返于生死之间。接着，诗中描绘了梵天呈现出的一系列对比鲜明的图像，这是其看待世界的方式：光明和黑暗是一样的，名声和耻辱也是一样的。他可以看到精神世界，知道所有消失的神在哪里。那么，对于爱默生的诗歌，人们往往喜欢他的富于哲理性的抒情短诗，而认为他的有些篇幅稍长的诗歌不容易记忆。爱默生的诗学影响了许多美国诗人，除了惠特曼，还有狄金森、弗罗斯特等。而阿根廷著名作家博尔赫斯也非常喜欢爱默生的诗。说他是自己最喜爱的四位美国诗人之一。博尔赫斯还专门写过一首以爱默生为题的诗歌，对爱默生的一生做出了高度的总结。那么接下来呢，我们就一起来读一下由博尔赫斯所写的这首诗歌《爱默生》。Jorge Luis Borges, closing the heavy volume of Montaigne, the tall New Englander goes out into an evening which exalts the fields. It is a pleasure worth no less than reading. He walks toward the final sloping of the sun, toward the landscape's gilded edge. He moves through darkening fields as he. Moves now through the memory of the one who writes this down. He thinks, "I have read the essential books, and written others which oblivion will not efface. I have been allowed that which is given mortal man to know. The whole continent knows my name. I have not lived." I want to be someone else. Emerson, Borges. That great American statesman mounted this mountain on his way 走进使土地上升的名色，它迈向深邃的西方的斜坡，迈向那道落日熔金的边界，穿过田野，就像今天穿过这行诗的作者的记忆。他想到，我读完了那些重要的书籍，也写作了别的书，晦暗的遗忘。不会抹去他们。一个神允诺了我凡人所能了解的一切。整个大陆传扬着我的名字。我从未生活过。我要成为
另一个人。世界，用心用心聆听。Beauty of words。今天我要为大家选读一篇由美国作家丹尼·海特曼所写的文章。I find plenty of news in old books。旧书满新知。那么这篇文章的中文译者李小华来自青岛科技大学外国语学院，是英语世界杯翻译大赛的获奖者。好，下面呢，就让我们一起来读一下这篇文章的中英文版本。I find plenty of news in old books by Danny Heitman. 旧书满新知，丹尼海特曼。When my wife and I hired some painters to freshen up several rooms of our home, one of the men who showed up was surprised by what he found. 家里有好几间屋子要刷新。我和妻子便雇了几位油漆工，其中一个一进门就为眼前的情景感到惊讶。This guy is old school, he whispered to his friend, pointing to the full bookshelves in our family study. There are books everywhere. 这家伙很老派，他指着书房里几个塞得满满的书架，小声对同伴说道：“到处都是书。” I am, I have to admit, an old-school reader with tastes that lean toward the antique. Put simply, I love old books, which puts me in the company of a long line of readers who often prefer them. 说实话，我还真是一个老派读者，品味偏向古旧之风。说白了，我喜好旧书，这把我。滑到了爱看旧书的那一大群读者中了。I am not much taken by the new books, Michel de Montaigne declared in the 16th century. The old ones seem to have more meat and sinew. That quote is in the cheap vintage copy of his essays that I picked up in 1986, the start of my adventures in second-hand literature. 我不大喜欢新书。早在16世纪，米歇尔·德蒙田曾坦言，旧书里似乎干货更多。此话出自一本价格低廉的蒙田随笔精选，是我1986年淘来的。我从那时起就开始涉猎二手文学书籍。Alone in the new city to take my first daily newspaper job. I was feeling vaguely anxious as I dipped into a used bookstore to soothe my mind. The musty shelves, richly redolent of the past, quickly calmed me. One of the occupational hazards of journalism, my chosen profession, is an itch to stay on top of the next big thing. With their cracked spines and yellowed pages, the tattered titles in the shop usefully pointed me toward the longer view. No need to get too worked up over today's fad or headline. They seem to say, "There is not much new under the sun." 我独在异乡干起了第一份日报社的差事。一天，我感到一丝隐隐的焦虑。为了纾解心情，我钻进了一家旧书店。发霉的书架弥散着浓浓的旧时气息。
，让我很快平静下来。新闻工作我做起来得心应手，但做记者的有个职业病，就是想紧追新热点。店里破旧的书虽书籍开裂、书页泛黄，却很有用，指引我着眼长远，好像在说：无需过分纠结于今天的风尚或头条。这世上没有多少新鲜事。The words I've found in the old books I've bought routinely prove the point. Montaigne's lament about overheated politics still rings true, as does his confession about overindulging his pets. I cannot refuse to romp with my dog, Montaigne tells us, even though he invites me at the most inopportune time. 我买来的旧书里能看到一些说辞，经常证明这一观点。蒙恬对过度关注政治的嗟叹，就像直言自己对宠物的过分娇惯那样，今天听上去仍然在理。我怎可忍心不陪我的狗玩呢？蒙恬说，即便他来找我玩，总不是时候。In my single years. Stunned by the thought that just about everyone else was paired and happy, I bought a dog-eared paperback of Charles Lamb's writings from nearly two centuries ago, just to enjoy his eye-rolling essay, "A Bachelor's Complaint of the Behavior of Married People." Lamb didn't berate spouses their happiness, but he grumbled that they perked up in the faces of us single people so shamelessly. Lamb并非极度夫妻之间的幸福，他只是抱怨。他们不害臊，在我们单身汉面前炫耀卖弄。These days, despite twenty-seven years of happy, I hope not ostentatiously happy, marriage and two healthy grown children, I can still get a little down, like anyone who reads the news. My venerable volume of the grandly Elizabethan Francis Bacon's essays is always a ready antidote. Prosperity is not without many fears and distastes," Bacon wrote, "and adversity not without many comforts and hope." 如今我有长达二十七年幸福的婚姻，当然我不是想显摆才说幸福的，还有两个健康长大的孩子。可是我还会感到些许不如意。所有读到这消息的人也跟我一样。辉煌的伊丽莎白时代大作家弗朗西斯·培根的那本随笔集是我的珍藏，到什么时候都是一剂现成的良药。幸运不乏恐惧与烦忧，培根写道；厄运不乏慰藉与希望。For me, that comfort and hope often come from a second-hand book. Sometimes. What the previous owners have scribbled in the margins is at least as edifying as what the authors have to say. 对于我，慰藉和希望大多源自二手书。有时，旧主人草草写在页边的注记，至少同作者的文字一样启迪人心
in my worn copy of Virginia Woolf's *A Room of One's Own*, an earlier reader had frequently penciled in "integrity" to describe Woolf's vision. With so many sentences annotated by applause, I felt that my own enthusiasm for the book had been affirmed. 在我那本读旧了的弗吉尼亚·沃尔夫的《一间自己的房间》里，以前有位读者在好多地方用铅笔写下了中肯来评价作者的见解。正因为书中的词句频频获赞，我感到自己对此书的喜爱得到了印证。My frayed edition of Joseph Addison's 18th-century essays has good written in lovely cursive near a paragraph in which. Addison argues that reading deeply from the past can be at least as instructive as following the day's news. Don't worry, he adds, about missing out on the latest gossip. All matters of fact which a man did not know before are news to him. He writes, regardless of when the facts were minted. That's reason enough, I guess, to pull Addison from the shelf again and give him another go. 我那本磨损的约瑟夫·爱迪生18世纪写的随笔集里，有一段话旁边用漂亮的草体写着“好”字。他说：“深度阅读过去的书，至少和关注时事一样有意义。”他还说：“不要因错过当下的闲言碎语而担心。”他这样写道：“一个人前所未闻的任何事实，对于他都是新鲜的。”不管这些事实何时付诸文字，我想这句话很有道理，足以让我们又从书架上抽出他的作品，再次品读。That's the thing about old books, their jackets might be stained and their chapters brittle, but at their best, they draw me in for the same reason they beckoned other eyes before mine. They provide an opportunity. Within their weathered pages, to catch up on news that never fades. 旧书就是这样，护封污迹斑斑，内页脆弱易碎。但是旧书历久弥新，过去吸引了别人的目光，现在同样也让我着迷。旧书历经岁月风尘，但能给人以机会，以追求永不背时的新知。I find plenty of news in old books, by Danny Heitman. When my wife and I hired some painters to freshen up several rooms of our home, one of the men who showed up was surprised by what he found. This guy is old school, he whispered to his friend, pointing to the full bookshelves in our family study. There are books everywhere. I am, I have to admit, an old school reader. With tastes that lean toward the antique. Put simply, I love old books, which puts me in the company of a long line of readers who often prefer them. I am not much taken by the new books, Michel de Montaigne declared in the 16th century. The old ones seem to have more meat and sinew. That quote is in the cheap vintage copy of his essays that I picked up in 1986. The start of my adventures in second-hand literature. Alone in a new city to take my first daily newspaper job, 
I was feeling vaguely anxious as I dipped into a used bookstore to soothe my mind. The musty shelves, richly redolent of the past, quickly calmed me. One of the occupational hazards of journalism, my chosen profession, is an itch to stay on top of the next big thing. With their cracked spines and yellowed pages, the tattered titles in the shop usefully pointed me toward the longer view. No need to get too worked up over today's fad or headline. They seem to say, "There is not much new under the sun." The words I've found in the old books I've bought routinely prove the point. Montaigne's laments about overheated politics still ring true. As does his confession about overindulging his pets. I cannot refuse to romp with my dog, Montaigne tells us, even though he invites me at the most inopportune time. In my single years, stunned by the thought that just about everyone else was paired and happy, I bought a dog-eared paperback of Charles Lamb's writings from nearly two centuries ago, just to enjoy his eye-rolling essay. A bachelor's complaint of the behavior of married people. Lamb didn't berate spouses their happiness, but he grumbled that they perked up in the faces of us single people so shamelessly. These days, despite twenty-seven years of happy, I hope not ostentatiously happy, marriage and two healthy grown children, I can still get a little down, like anyone who reads the news. My venerable volume of the grandly Elizabethan Francis Bacon's essays is always a ready antidote. Prosperity is not without many fears and distastes, Bacon wrote, and adversity not without many comforts and hope. For me, that comfort and hope often come from a second-hand book. Sometimes, what the previous owners have scribbled in the margins is at least as edifying as what the authors have to say. In my worn copy of Virginia Woolf's *A Room of One's Own*, an earlier reader had frequently penciled in "integrity" to describe Woolf's vision. With so many sentences annotated by applause, I felt that my own enthusiasm for the book had been affirmed. My frayed edition of Joseph Addison's 18th-century essays has good written in lovely cursive near a paragraph in which Addison argues that reading deeply from the past can be at least as instructive as following the day's news. Don't worry, he adds, about missing out on the latest gossip. All matters of fact which a man did not know before are news to him. He writes. Regardless of when the facts were minted, that's reason enough, I guess, to pull Addison from the shelf again and give him another go. That's the thing about old books; their jackets might be stained and their chapters brittle, but at their best, they draw me in for the same reason they beckoned other eyes before mine. They provide an opportunity within their weathered pages to catch up on news. That never fades. Thank you for listening to today's Chinese reading program. You can also listen to the Yuan App on your smartphone. 
以及轻松调频的其他节目，并随时聆听节目回放。想要查看美文阅读节目文稿，欢迎您访问网站 radio.cgtn.com， 找到美文阅读板块即可。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。